let's go ahead and begin. All right. I'd like you to. This is this is the way every meditation begins. Is you first make yourself comfortable. So you check in with your body, adjust your posture. And don't close your eyes yet. Okay? So to begin with, with your eyes open, you have a, a field of consciousness, a field of conscious awareness. Okay? And um, everything that you're experiencing in, in the moment constitutes that field. So you're hearing my voice and you're seeing things with your eyes. You have experiencing all kinds of sensations with your body. And to some degree or another, there may be some thoughts taking place. Now, just for a moment, Make this, make this your your focus is just to explore the, what it means to be conscious, very intensely. Don't close your eyes yet. what your eyes are doing though. They move, they rest someplace. Now I want you to close your eyes and notice the difference. Visual activity provides a very large amount of content to consciousness. And simply by closing your eyes, you reduce the total amount of content by at least 30%, maybe 50%. to notice what constitutes the content of consciousness as you sit here, motionless, with your eyes closed. First of all, just divide it up into two categories. Sensory content 
content that's derived from your sense organs and content that comes more directly from your mind, mental objects. So we've taken these first very simple and very basic steps of meditation. <clears throat> the first is by sitting still, by ceasing to do and be active. You simplify the, what's happening in the field of conscious awareness. And then by closing your eyes, and removing one major source of input, you simplify it further, makes it much more manageable. And then the next thing we did was to uh, divide it into two categories. And this, of course, allows us to understand the nature of our conscious experience that process of simplification and then division into categories. So this is the basis for how we come to understand our minds better, which allows us to work with our own minds in a much more intentional way than we usually do. learn about your mind, you can work with your mind, you can train your mind. And these first steps are common to just about any form of meditation. Um, even if you meditate with your eyes open, you generally uh, focus your eyes on, uh, in a way 
that minimizes the visual input. So you simplify uh, the content of consciousness that way. And then whether you're practicing Zen and the mind finds its own way to begin to categorize the contents of consciousness, or whether you follow some more structured and guided practice, you begin you you basically divide the activities of the mind up in a way that allows you to understand more readily what's going on. In the sensory realm, there are a lot of sounds. The air conditioning is making sound. You hear the hum of a refrigerator. It's my voice. And of course, if I quit speaking for a few moments, you become aware of a lot of other sounds, some traffic noise from outside, little sounds in the room. sensations in your body. Where your body contacts the sea, where different parts of your body touch each other, contact of clothing on your skin. air on your skin. Rise and fall of your chest and abdomen with every breath. sense of the shape of your body, its position, its location in space. 
what do you taste? Do you taste anything? smell anything? So as you sit here quietly, your sense of hearing is very active. There's really a, a lot of sensation coming from your body in different forms. Not too much in the way of taste, although if, if you direct your attention to it, you may you may have some experience of taste, but most of the time it's not contributing much to the contents of consciousness. And likewise with smell. And what do you see with your eyes closed? very much is very minimal visual input but there is some so that's the first category sensation the other category is mental objects sure you've had a few thoughts as we've sat here, but maybe not too many. I've kept you pretty focused on your on the sensations. But as we go along and as you as as there's more periods of silence, you're going to experience more thoughts. notice what form those thoughts take. Many thoughts are in the form of verbal self-talk, a little voice in the mind, words, phrases, sometimes lengthy monologues, sometimes dialogue. Some thoughts take the form of images. 
Another kind of mental object is our, what we might call emotions or mental states. If you feel bored or restless or agitated or anxious, if you feel comfortable, relaxed, at peace, pleased, These are another kind of mental object, distinct from images and self-talk. And then there's one other kind of mental experience that contributes to consciousness, which is a, a feeling tone pleasant or unpleasant. It's associated with whatever you happen to be feeling or hearing or thinking or remembering or whatever at any given moment. But it's always there. It's either positive, negative, or neutral. It feels pleasant or unpleasant or neither. So I'm going to stop speaking for a little while and just let you uh, sit and observe the kinds of mental objects that will inevitably emerge into consciousness.
So the constant, flowing, shifting, changing, turbulent mixture of different kinds of experiences that's taking place in consciousness is subject to being examined, investigated, understood in this way. Firstly, by simplifying the situation we're in sufficiently, and then simply by observing. The contents of conscious experience lend themselves to this very fundamental division into contents that are derived through the senses, come from outside the mind, and content that is derived from the mind itself. nothing at all arbitrary about this division either. There are sensations and there are mental objects. sensations are very naturally and very readily divided up according to the traditional category of five senses. Dividing up mental objects Interesting thing about mental objects, they do bear a direct relationship to the senses. You hear self-talk, you see mental images. It's a kind of thought that you have that's basically kinesthetic, the same way you see an image or you hear words spoken within your own mind. Some thoughts take the form of uh, what it feels like to do something or what it feels like to experience something. After all, that's what it's like when you have experience with thought as an image, isn't it? It feels like you're seeing something. It feels like you're hearing a voice talking to you. Sometimes it feels like something's happening in your body, that your body is doing something or experiencing something. 
But those mental states, those emotional states, that's something different. Although your emotional states, they do have a physical counterpart in your body. Whatever emotion you're experiencing, when you become sufficiently sensitive, you can detect that it has some kind of manifestation or another in your body. Some of these things are obvious. Anger produces really obvious physical sensations in the body. So does fear. Others are more subtle. I think you know what I mean when you say that when the mind is restless, you feel the restlessness in your body. So one kind of mental object are thoughts that mimic sensory experiences. Another kind of mental objects are these mental states that you feel. But they also have a physical counterpart. <laughs> but the important thing about them as mental objects is that an emotional state, well, it is a mental object. The physical sensations associated with it are secondary. Anxiety, annoyance, all of these things are kind of mental object, as distinct from things that you feel with your skin, hear with your ears. Memories are another kind of mental object. And as with thoughts, memories are closely linked to physical sensations. You remember hearing something, feeling something, seeing something. In some ways, memories aren't that different than other kinds of thoughts. We could probably consider memories to be a kind of thought. a few memories and sample them.
Let's look at another kind of mental object. Abstract concepts. Injustice. What form does that take in your mind? Well, obviously it takes the form of a word. And the word stands for a concept. So when you bring this concept into consciousness, what forms does it take? take the form of a, an emotional state, a feeling that you have in reaction to the thought of injustice. Might take the form of images. clear in your conscious experience of the moment the meaning of injustice. So you can, and I invite you to, experiment with other abstract concepts. For the moment, I want us to continue with our examination of the kinds of mental objects. So, you can see that certain very abstract concepts really have their roots in these simpler forms of uh, verbal thoughts images, emotions, their constructs. So we have thoughts, abstract concepts, memories. They're different from each other in different ways. What they all but they have a certain similarity that I'm hoping for you to see. That they're all constructs. They're ultimately derived in one form or another from sensory experience. And that they stand as distinct from the other kind of mental object that we discussed, which is the mental state, the emotion. subtle is that feeling tone of pleasant or unpleasant or neutral that's always there, always shifting, but always there in response to everything that you think or remember or feel or the emotion that you have. 
So we have a natural taxonomy of objects of consciousness. Those that are sense-derived and those that are mental in nature. Five kinds of sense-derived objects. And roughly three kinds of mentally-derived objects. Those constructs in the form of thoughts and memories and abstract thought. Those in the form of mental states, emotions. And those in the form of feeling of pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. And these are important tools that we use in cultivating an understanding of the mind, which when we pursue it ultimately leads to an understanding of the nature of conscious experience. And which ultimately leads to an understanding of through inference of the true nature of reality, what it means to be a conscious sentient being. So now let's go ahead and open your eyes and let's talk a little bit about this, about this set of tools for exploring your mind. 